You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode four of Podcast PXN. Thank you to everyone in the live chat for coming out to the show. Uh, just, just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. All you have to do is search Podcast PXN. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. DTM, or Dan is DTM on Twitter. Hit me up there. Uh, I'm joined by the bl- pride of blood, the pride of PlayStation, <laughs> Sean Baviak. I can't Sean, even hold it. <laughs> Sean, what's up, dude? I can't even hold it. The yeah, pride of you, PlayStation. You suck. <laughs> no, I, I love your, I love your little list. But, all right, so you know what? That was before cool. you start getting into the video game news of the week, all right. So we were going to talk about Miley Cyrus and Liam Hensworth. No, we are not. Oh, that is it. not what so this. Close. That is not what I this podcast what this is was. for. No, I thought that's what this was. So we're going to have a special uh, episode this week. Um, it's going to be mainly Gamescom news. We're probably just going to go with uh, our couple news items that we have and then mainly go into all the Gamescom news that dropped this week. So our traditional format of our show is not going to be used in this episode, but obviously going we'll go back to that next week and continue. Might be forward. a little shorter, might be a little longer. It depends yeah. on how well we're going to talk about some of the stuff that we're interested in. Exactly. So we'll just go ahead and jump into our first item on PXN News of the Week. We have Aaron Greenberg says that there are no plans to have first-party games on other consoles. So, so this is completely opposite. Correct. From but- what? For our, who is Aaron Greenberg? Aaron Greenberg is basically Xbox's main marketing guy. He's the head of marketing at Xbox, and um, he basically was interviewed and basically lambasted every not lambasted that's the wrong word but he was basically um going against all the things that people were saying that xbox games first party games would be coming to other platforms like playstation 4 and switch he was auto correcting Uh, basically in real time yeah exactly (laughs) but he was he was correcting that from what was that last week or two weeks ago it was Uh, last monday when all that stuff got announced whenever you text me about it gotcha so that yeah last week's show that was just a little bit of an update for that because obviously they changed their minds on that one um obviously it's two different people but that's super interesting because we even said last week that we didn't think that that was too likely of that happening anyways i know you said that you would probably think the newer party uh first party studios would be on there but uh i i was a little bit uh skittish of saying that so well in a sense i might have been right so now we're at one for Daniel, nine thousand for Sean. That's debatable. By the way, that nine thousand to be referenced later, and Daniel has no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. Nine thousand. You'll get it later. I'll explain it to you. Oh great. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it it is funny that we're kind of retracting, but really we're only retracting our opinions and specifically my opinions. Yeah. Um, but I still think it goes the whole uh, that we were correct in the thought that okay, it's going to be basically the ori mm-hmm. or the cuphead type games yeah possibly even i would really hope honestly for recore yeah uh especially if they figure out how to maybe patch some of those issues that kind of steered me off of recore after a few hours in um but those types of exclusives that are i don't want to say indies because i think indies is thrown around way too much these days yeah but for right now it's all i can kind of come up with but those types of exclusivities that they've been garnering recently uh, i think are 
great homes on specifically the Switch because, yeah. as everybody in the knows that has a Switch right now, indie games is what you do with that platform. Yes, you get your big releases from first party, but I'm sorry, the amount of indies that keep coming to that every day. I mean, I we were talking about this on episode one about our most games played. Yeah. Uh, my Zelda is now number six. Oh, uh, Dead Cells because I played that a little bit the other day. Uh, before I was going to bed, that moved up and took up. Really? Which means I played Dead Cells for 90 plus hours. Holy crap. <laughs> All right. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, so the the next item on our news of the week is uh, Devil May Cry 5 is joining Game Pass. Such finally. a steal. Oh, Such a steal. That is super exciting for me because like, I was never into Devil May Cry personally until DMC. And I know this is a crazy part. This is a crazy point for me to jump into the uh, franchise because i know there's a ton of controversy over dmc uh obviously that was made by ninja theory which i absolutely love everything that they've made um and that game was very divisive um that was that game was very divisive on the front of people who are dmc fans because of the art style changes emo and, dante yes basically emo dante. but as far as gameplay i love that game so that got kind of got me into the series so D- dmc5 lo- always looked super interesting and i really was excited to play it but i never bought it so i'm very excited to play this on game pass so i have been a dmc fan uh, since the very beginning, Devil May Cry, not actually DMC, but... Right. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm played... sorry. I'm sorry, fans yeah, out there. Is, this, I don't want to criti- get criticized. This is going to get confusing, but yeah. I am going to just abbreviate a DMC no matter what, even if I'm talking about the core story or the mm-hmm. uh, spinoff. But I love the games ever since I played them on PS2. Um, even the second one, which got a lot of crap, the story sucks. Do not get me wrong. The story is god-awful, because technically... How the chronology works out is Devil May Cry 2 ends the entire series. Oh, um, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like a Metal Gear Solid type Everything of deal. else is prequels afterwards. Like Metal Gear, wasn't Metal Gear 4 the end of that storyline? But then they uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, yes. Okay. Um, that's weird. But Devil May Cry has always reinvented itself when it's been by Capcom mm-hmm. uh, with bigger and better things. Uh, even Devil May Cry 4, which had you for the first time do half the campaign as Dante and half as Virgil's son, Nero. Uh, And there was a little bit of hubbub about that because everybody always wants to play as Dante just because Dante is so wicked and cool. And, I mean, he's just the most stylish MFer there is. Yep. Um, And when you played as Nero, you thought, okay, this isn't going to be the same way, but it actually was. Devil May Cry 4 was really cool as far as the story, too. And five being announced after DMC happened yeah. with the spinoff and everything, which I, I am going to say for the record, I really enjoyed DMC. Yeah, even the storyline I thought was really cool. How mm-hmm. they did a reimagining of everything. Um, actually, I have Devil May Cry Five. Um, I played about sixty percent of it. I didn't actually beat it. Apex, as everyone knows at this point, it took over my life. Yeah. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. So this time around, you play as Dante Nero. And um, a spinoff character that you don't know much about. You do find out a lot about him, but his just name is V. Ooh. Um, so, and he's very cryptic, and it's a he plays in a very different style so than I, any of the characters. I have a question for you. If I haven't played any of the other DMC games, except for DMC, the reboot, uh, well, I guess you could call it reboot, but anyways, the standalone DMC, would DMC 
Devil May Cry Five still like makes sense to me story wise. Not the story. Okay, I, and, and that's just my personal opinion because. Yeah. One, if you've never played as Nero, Nero has kind of taken the mantle as far as being the main character, gotcha. in a sense. But you do have the option in Devil May Cry to actually play all the mission or most of the missions mm. as different characters. There's only a few that you're only subjected to that one character, but there is a lot of story beats too that kind of connect to past ones. Like, unfortunately, with you telling me this, that means you don't know who Trish is, you don't yeah. know who Lady is. No idea. Um, I'm trying to remember Nero's girlfriend, but you don't know her, and then. You don't know what actually happened to Virgil during Devil May Cry 3, which is technically the prequel to Devil May Cry 1. Oh. And you find out a lot of things about Virgil, and that story's been continuing and stuff. Gotcha. Um, but I, I don't think, for the most part, you play that game for the story. You play that for the, just the, the, yeah, the yeah. stylish action. Yes. And does it have it a plenty? Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I was not a fan of as, when I was playing it was microtransaction stuff. Gotcha. So you can buy orbs online and that. That's but, just uh, unfortunate reality of 2019. It is. But I do have to say, this is a huge get for Xbox gamers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, As a lot of people know, I'm not a primary Xbox gamer. I play some of their exclusives and that's about it. But the fact that Game Pass is what it is, mm-hmm. I, if Sony steals ideas, they should be stealing that idea. Yeah. Nintendo should be stealing that idea. Which I don't understand how they still haven't done that. Like, it's such a good idea. And they've sort of done that, I guess, with PlayStation now, but Man, in the same way. it's not even, yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same at all, but yeah. And it's a, it's a front runner for a lot of uh, gaming outlets, uh, game of the year. Actually, yeah. both Capcom games this year, Resident Evil 2 and Devil May Cry 5, Resident. have been so highly regarded this year mm-hmm. um, that honestly, if you're a gamer on Xbox and you have Game Pass, you'd be dumb not to download it. Man, Resident Evil 2 Remake, that was so good. I haven't played it God, yet. It is so good. Uh, so moving on, this is the final PXN News of the Week. Uh, then we'll jump into our Gamescom stuff. So this is kind of a depressing, sad story uh, that there was a bunch of higher-ups, I guess. Not necessarily higher-ups. I don't know what you would call them at GameStop. Cor- corporate, corporate employees. employees yeah. that were um, that were let go. And also half, reportedly half of Game Informer was let go. Which, of course, GameStop is the parent company to Game Informer. So it's definitely a very somber uh, news story, but it's kind of an unfortunate reality with where GameStop is going and where they've been going for a long time. They've kind of got to the point where they can't sustain themselves for much longer, I don't think. I think, honestly, if a year from now they're still in business, I would be surprised. Because here's why. Because... You remember Blockbuster, how quickly that went under. There was a sl- at, at first, there was a slow, like, you're like, oh, this might go away. And then, all of a sudden, Blockbuster just goes away. And they were just wiped out. So, I kind of think that GameStop's going to be the same type of thing where they're, they've slowly, for a long time, been declining to where the point where I think they're just going to disappear. So... One, as far as in business, they won't be disappearing in a year. You don't think so? No, because they're at least on a better trajectory route than Sears is, and Sears is still sticking around oh. when it comes to that stuff. And they they have an outdated business model as well. Um, but GameStop, the writing's been on the wall for years. Mm. I mean, 
there's a few things in my personal opinion has led to their downfall besides just digital sales. Because mm-hmm. um, now even MPD goes off of digital sales too, when for the longest time they were not. Uh, but a lot of it is also just the GameStop mentality too. Yeah. Like you go in there and it's been it's been a little bit since I've been in the GameStop, but it's almost like you're back inside to an EB Games or almost a game hot topic. That's weird. I have see. I haven't been in a GameStop in probably three or four years, so I don't even know what it looks like. Now. I I went there. I was waiting for a movie out by the movie theater mm-hmm. where I used to live. Yeah. And there's a GameStop in that mall. Yeah. And I just was walking around, and obviously they want to sell you something. I'm just like I'm just wasting time, and everything I saw like the wall still had games, but all the middle was Funko this or. Just I, I, and I get it. You have to make money in some retrospect. Uh, honestly, what I think is the saddest part is honestly Game Informer. I mean, they've broke so yeah. many news stories. Um, their cover art is yeah, always amazing. They're kind of leading the charge with sites like IGN, Kotaku, yeah, uh, Polygon. As far as like that's where you get your gaming news from. Mm-hmm. So it's just sad to see that people that invest their time into that type of journalism are probably not there at that place hopefully they find something else that kind of meshes with them yeah. so we'll see yeah um so that kind of rounds out our pxn news of the week um so we're gonna jump into all of our gamescom stuff we're gonna kind of games gamescom yeah. 2019 okay never do that again that was I'll do it all the time uh but i'll kind of let you lead off with this because i know the first item you have a lot more experience with than i do i don't obviously have any experience with this so this was a misnomer so we're gonna do a couple release dates things first that got announced at it just to kind of get those out of the way but i actually don't have experience with this oh um i've only played maybe about three hours of this game Mm -hmm. Uh, i never got into fruition this is kind of when i was this is obviously what i'm talking about right now is final fantasy 8 remake or Mm -hmm. remaster i guess i should say not a remake um that's announced date is september 3rd which that was just announced i believe at this year's it was either at E3 or prior. Gotcha. Maybe during a sales uh, earning call when it came to Square Enix. But it was really big news because this has been the one that fans have been clamoring for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know about this, but actually one of the reasons why they've been clamoring is because this has yet to be re-released on anything. Really? Since, the play- since PlayStation 1. Damn. They lost the files for it. What? Yeah, they lost the files. So they had to like basically remake the game a lot and remaster that's odd yeah um lose the game files that's like you gotta think about it though this was released back in like 1998 yeah but like they have final fantasy 7 stuff but how many times did final fantasy 7 get re-released before i mean it was on steam for years that's true before it even made a way to ps3 or anything right uh but this is really big news for the jrpg because a lot of people actually love the the mechanics of ff8 yeah more so than final fantasy 7 or even 9 gotcha um the story from what I've always heard has always been a little infamous. Um, there is that really famous meme of Final Fantasy VIII where they're talking about the character Squall looks really beautiful. Mm. And then you just close, Joe close up to his face and it's just a triangle because it's all polygons <laughs> from PS1 yeah. days. 
So I saw a joke running online about how, like, well, I guess the meme will finally die. Oh, my <laughs> God. Obviously, it'll be a little up res. Yeah. Uh, but I've, wait, it's pretty what, cool. What if they do something like leave that specifically just for the heck of it? Like, everything else is nice visuals and just leave that just for the I don't the know if that many Japanese games are self-aware of U.S. memes. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but that is pretty cool. Um, especially it's coming out on Xbox, PS4, Switch. Um, as you can probably guess... The people that are going to buy it, I feel, are going to be Switch gamers. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, you're buying any of those older games on Switch now to take them on the go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Cool. Um, so, kind of another release date deal we have going on. The Witcher 3 is coming to Switch on October 15th. Did you play The Witcher uh, 3? I did. Okay. So, the funny thing about The Witcher series for me is... I played The Witcher 2 uh, when it came out for the Xbox 360 for the first time, and I liked the game. I just never could muster myself to go back in to finish it. Like, I literally played maybe 9 or 10 hours of it. So you only had like 100 more to go or something? Well, <laughs> give or take. But I, for those types of games, I usually just try to go through the main campaign just to blast through it. Now, there's certain ex- exceptions like Fallout and stuff like that. But uh, I tried to blast through it, and I was like, I, for whatever reason, I stopped playing it. Well, then I decided I got my gaming PC, and I decided to go play the original on my gaming PC and I'm like, man, this is just not, I'm not feeling this at all. So I, I just set that aside. Witcher 3 came out, and I have uh, I have one of my buddies that actually loves The Witcher 3, Ian. Uh, he absolutely adores it, and he was super excited for it. So I was like, all right, I'm buying into it. <laughs> and I bought Witcher 3. I played like six hours of it, and I have not gone back. Oh, jeez. So it's not that I don't like it. It's just like, it's so daunting because of how big it is. It's just... I don't even know what to do with myself. And the other thing that I will say is, like, Geralt's voice just drives me insane. He is a very boring it, character. Yes. Very I, boring character. That was the thing. I just couldn't get past his voice. I'm like, is this dude for real? This doesn't even sound, like, genuine at all. So I played on the PlayStation 4, actually. I think I got on release because it looked like such a cool thing right up my alley. But I played maybe about 15 hours, and then I got to this cutscene where you had to essentially remember things from previous Witcher games that I never played and like give backstory and all the reviews said you're going to come to this and there's that does not affect the story at all yeah but for me it took me out of the immersion because I'm just like well I don't know what any of this meant that I just agreed to that I did yeah so it just kind of I don't know put a little damper on it but I I really love first off if you're planning on getting cyberpunk this is a game that you probably at least should try just to see what this developer can really do. I am 1,000% in on Cyberpunk, but the thing is, I've always, like, for instance, Bethesda Game Studios, I absolutely adore Fallout. Uh, Elder Scrolls series, I I like the Elder Scrolls series, don't get me wrong, but I was never into them as much as Fallout, so I kind of feel like this is going to be the same thing for Cyberpunk. Where it's gonna Cyberpunk's gonna be like that perfect game for me, and then the well, Witcher you also is, have to think that, that at least Skyrim and Fallout have very similar mechanics. With that's a lot of true. Things. Cyberpunk and Witcher will not, besides choices affecting the world. Right, but also, I mean, you have Fallout. You it's mainly. 
gunplay, whereas uh, Elder Scrolls, you're mainly like sword play and bow and arrows yeah. and stuff. So it's it's very different experience, even though it is sim. I get what you're saying. It's a similar like linear type. Well, of some open people world. just feel like they either like um, advancement future, maybe apocalypse stuff, that mm. type of thing, yeah. or mythical yeah. um, type stuff. But the big news is, is that Witcher Three. Um, it was announced at E3 during Nintendo's press conference, or. Uh, direct was that it was coming to the switch we have a release date now october 15th in 540p in 540p <laughs> uh so far it doesn't look bad i've read a lot of good stories about everything yeah. uh looking well i don't know if it's gonna make me want to buy it and get back into it or anything yeah. um that's personally i have so much on my backlog and so much coming out that's the only thing for me is like who is this for because Anyone who wants to play The Witcher 3 most likely has a PS4 or Xbox One. And if they've already been interested in Witcher 3, they've probably already played it at this point. It's been, what, three, four, three four years. years? I thought it was three years. Might but I could be wrong. Yeah, I think it's more for those gamers, though, that are looking for that experience on the go. Or true. just want to have a second playthrough. Gotcha. That type of thing. I mean, hell, Witcher 3 spawned an entirely new game called Gwent just from the card thing that you play within your first hour of that game. Um, so, I mean, it, it won a ton of Game of the Year awards, deserves all the praise it gets. It's just something that I don't see either one of you or I going back to with everything coming out this fall yeah. and then just recognizing, okay, we've had our time. I liked what I did, but I don't need to go back to that world. Yep, I agree with that 100%. Uh, so next we are going to talk about death stranding so that new death stranding gameplay i now know exactly what death stranding is you and kojima then i don't <laughs> even think jeff keely knows what <laughs> jeff keely's in it he's he in doesn't it. even know he's in it he doesn't even know yeah so that's the thing like kojima i absolutely love him and he's a great personality he's a great like he's a great mind in the industry but man i have no idea what death stranding is still after that extended gameplay somebody i sent you something uh where somebody basically said that it sounds like the game's gonna be like a walking simulator but not in the sense of like you know walking dead uh telltale series and stuff like that because it's not like you don't have choices and stuff like that that affect the story as far as we can tell so say we don't know yet. yeah we don't know for a fact but that that's just like speculation it sounds like it's just going to be like a walking simulator i'm like how are they going to make that interesting like it's one thing if the story is interesting which if any of kojima's previous games are any uh inclination i think we're going to be very confused about the story yeah, just so and, we're clear, before this podcast, I asked Daniel to explain to me Metal Gear Solid. He's like, I only played the fifth one. Yeah. Which, I I would be just giving applause if he explained the first one well. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the thing. Like, what what's going to be the hook to play this game? Because if it's just a walking simulator, I'm, I'm out on that. I'm, I mean, I think I know what the hook is after seeing the first two minutes of the trailer. Yeah. It's that you can command your character to urinate. That's oh, that. Geez. That's going to be the big push. It got a standing applause from the audience. Uh, yeah, and then they had to clarify that there's no nudity in the game. Yeah. It's like, thanks for clarifying. We didn't. Well, really... they didn't clarify there's no nudity. They clarified you not see. Okay. Yes. P- yes. Yes. That's so, true. That's true. I, I. So we we went on a record when we talked about our most anticipated games, and we left that off. Yes. Uh, both of ours, because both you and I don't. One, we even seeing that trailer, we still don't know what it's about. 
And two, everything that has been released doesn't look like anything that's up our alleys or something that we're interested in when there's other games that are coming out this fall that are. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, if it's something that, especially because it's a Sony-owned game, it becomes a PlayStation Plus game, I could see myself diving in. Is, is, does Sony own the IP to that, or does Kojima? Because I was thinking Kojima owned the IP. Well, Kojima, though, is part of Sony Studios. Huh. He's not. I could have sworn he was. No, no, they just made the uh, exclusive partnership yeah. for uh, Death Stranding specifically. Yeah, well, I could see eventually yeah. with That's news possible. we'll talk yeah. later. Yes. Uh, that happening. Possible. Yep. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, Kojima will always be considered if Miyamoto is the king of gameplay, mm. then Kojima's looked at as the king of story. Yeah. Um, just for how, I mean, just imagine if they made a game. Yeah. <laughs> be insane. Uh, that would be so, I still don't know what it is. The graphics looked great, mm. um, as all of his games always do. Yeah. Um, some the... of the mechanics were really cool. The ladder thing that we saw yeah. looked like it took a lot of inspiration from Breath of the Wild. And I think we as gamers knew that what Breath of the Wild did when it came to traversal yeah. was going to change the gaming landscape yep. uh, pretty much forever to where you're no longer blocked off from going vertical. Games are going to allow you to go vertical now. They're just going to put their own spin on it. Um, so I love that line, uh, ladder mechanic, the little cameo by Jeff Keighley, oh, uh, even though God. it wasn't his voice, which like, kind of weirded me out. It was but, weird. Uh, I thought that was really ne neat and interesting. So I, again, I can say neat and interesting all I want. Yeah. It's just, it's not like it's piquing my interest at this point. And you said gorgeous and that game is running on the Horizon Zero Dawn engine yep. from Gorilla, which man, they do some dang on good freaking game engines so. and one last thing to talk about this and I, and i'll let it go until we actually get some like basic views of it or watching somebody play it but yeah. i don't get the baby mechanic i don't either i don't get why a baby's attached to him uh at one yeah. point in the gameplay you have to hold your six axis <laughs> controller and rock the baby to calm him down oh. Yeah, I don't, and the thing is, is like so many developers have stopped use, utilizing that because it's such an antiquated thing. It's not even, it, it was, was a novel. so bad with Uncharted 1. Yes. When you had to use that for balancing or throwing a grenade. Yeah. That was, I hated and, that. And on the Vita for Uncharted Golden Abyss, you had to use like the back touchpad for certain oh, I things. I like that. You liked that? I like that. I liked any time they did the back, like tear away. Yeah. I thought that was really creative. Yeah. All right, so next up, we're going to talk about Marvel's The Avengers from Crystal uh, Dynamics. Oh, sorry. You do copyright. Right. Yeah, we're going to get <laughs> we're going to get copyright struck. Um, so the Avengers gameplay, it actually looked better than what I thought it was going to be. Same. Um, I definitely don't like. I wouldn't say that I'm like super super excited about it or anything, but it definitely looked good. It piqued my interest, finally. Yes. The game, the trailer from E3 did not. It did no. not do anything for me. This actually piqued my interest. Yes, I agree with that 100%. And like you were saying, like Iron Man looked like the most bland character out of all of them, which is ironic because he's like one of the most bad... I don't know if I can you say could, that. You could say badass. It's in PG-13 movies. Okay. All right. We'll say it. We'll, uh, we'll ask Tyler. All right. This. All right. He, <laughs> he was one of... He's literally one of the most badass characters, and... They didn't. I don't feel like they made him feel powerful, at least from what we watched. 
it's kind of hard to tell sometimes when you're watching as opposed to playing but like thor like him throwing his uh thor's hammer and immediately we both were like dude it's god of war yes and, that, and the leviathan act felt so axe felt so great whenever you threw that on that yes. game and called it back and that's what you get to do with mjolnir is you throw it at an enemy, you can stick on him and basically land on him, and then you could call it back. Yeah. That looked pretty cool. That did look awesome. And Hulk looked like a freaking beast. He actually looked like he was powerful. Did you play the PS2? Um, Incredible Hulk game? No. I, I know people uh, who have talked about it, but I've it, never it, played it. It was so good to where, like, and granted, it wasn't loosely connected with the uh, Eric Bana movie. Oh, I didn't know. But, uh... Not because it came out around the same time, right? But it was a really good, like you actually felt powerful. I think honestly, it's one of the better of the comic book games. I mean, I hold it up with uh, the Xbox 360 Wolverine game. Ooh, Wolverine um, Origins was it? Or... No, it was came out during uh, Wolverine's Origins. What was like that around called? there? It was just called the Wolverine. It was just called Wolverine. Was it? Yeah. Huh. Um, but it still gave me a lot of vibes of that as far as like how the potential of, uh, those characters would be. Um, I, I just felt Iron Man kind of gave off that impression of being, it's almost like, do you remember that game, uh, Dark Void on PS3 yes. with Nolan North? Yes, Wars? with that's the jetpacks. Yeah, that's yes. what it kind of reminded me of. And I wasn't a huge fan of that game. Uh, I mean, I really played it because that's when I was like started to understand voice actors and wanted to hear everything that they were doing. Yeah. Um, Captain America uh, actually looked really cool. Yeah. Uh, you get to see him fighting in the uh, shield jet, uh, and he actually like he throws his shield, uh, and it kind of spins around. It can hit multiple enemies, almost like a Xeno Warrior Princess type thing from the show. Um, he did this like kind of finisher. Remember when he like. He threw the shield. The shield came back at him, and as he's catching it in the air, he kicks him. Yes, uh, that was awesome. That was really cool. Uh, I, I thought uh, just the gameplay, depending on how it works out, like is it going to be Batman Arkham? Like that kind of fighting style is going to be different as far as it goes. Yep. But I, I think I see a lot more promise than I once did. Yeah. Uh, especially, too, because... We now realize, due to the villain being shown off, which was Taskmaster, mm -hmm. uh, finding Scarlet, or Black Widow, sorry, sorry um, we now have clear indication that it's not connected to Insomniac's Spider-Man, Spider yeah. because that was an enemy in that game, yep. and they look totally different. Absolutely, yep. And the crazy part about that whole ordeal is, like, the Avengers are such a big thing right now, and Crystal Dyma Dynamics did such a great job with uh, the rise of the Tomb Raider and and uh, what was the original? Just Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider yeah. yeah, so they did such a great job with the story of the reboot of the Tomb Raider games that I'm very intrigued to see what they can do with the story of the Avengers and how they kind of make that make sense in a multiplayer world because it is like a multiplayer. It's like a Destiny game, essentially. It's well, a connected they, world. They, they corrected that, though, as they far did? during the oh, interview okay. uh, they did with IGM with Max Colville and yeah. Tina Mini, where don't so much think of it, don't compare it as a Destiny-like. It's almost on its own, where they'll have, they'll have uh, essentially Warzone missions where you have... Yes all the characters kind of fighting at once in certain areas like battles like almost mm. think of it like the avengers mcu movie with the battle of new york 
Gotcha. They weren't all together until like almost towards the very end. Yeah. But they were all doing their own separate battles. Gotcha. Uh, and then they also had um, hero specific missions. I think they're just called hero missions. Yep. Where you're specifically that hero for that mission, tr- finding out cool story beats and everything. Yep. You're um, right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it's really cool to see how they're going to develop that. I mean, that was kind of my worry is I, I loved Spider-Man's story yes. that just came out last year. So and not just the gameplay, but the story itself was really cool, especially their take on it. Are, I was worried if this was going to be a Destiny, like, what does this develop into then? So I, it'll be pretty cool to see. Speaking of Spider-Man, I just realized that I somehow forgot to put Insomniac news on the pxn news i was i was gonna i was gonna do a recap at the end you were oh, <laughs> yeah. okay but well, we can we can lead just, into it now yeah, yeah let's just talk about it now because we were talking about so the other news item that i completely butchered and forgot um because he's heartbroken so, yes i'm <laughs> um, so heartbroken no it was a great acquisition so sony has acquired insomniac games who obviously has created the resistance franchise ratchet and clank and obviously most recently spider-man ps4 so this is a great acquisition for Sony because they obviously have a long tenured relationship with Insomniac and Insomniac's been making games for 20 plus years. All of their most recent games have been so good. Sunset Overdrive, Ratchet and Clank, Spider-Man PS4. The last game that they made that I really wasn't that big on was um, was the Fuse game. Obviously they made some I'm not counting these. They made some Oculus games uh, that I didn't play. Yeah, um, obviously with the VR. And, and some smaller experiences that they kind of toyed with. I didn't play any of those. I'm talking like the big AAA games. The last game that they made that I didn't like was Fuse, which was that first multi-platform game they made. Um, and it was like a squad-based game, and it was it was not very good. It was very generic and boring and not really insomniac-like at all. I don't think I ever played that one. But. Yeah, that was right after they uh, announced that they were going multi-platform, and that was their first game yeah, that they for made for it. Um, but yeah, I think this is a great acquisition for them. I think Insomniac will definitely continue working on Spider-Man, and possibly, who knows... This could be unprecedented. We could see Sunset Overdrive get another game on PlayStation 4 exclusively because actually Insomniac owns the rights to Sunset Overdrive. They own that IP? I, th- I didn't think they, they owned the They own the IP, but Microsoft owns the publishing rights to the first game. So eh, they wouldn't okay. be able to get the first game on PS4, but they could get a sequel exclusive see, to PS4. I would love that. That would be... That would be just, like, insane. I don't think that's ever happened where a game that was uh, exclusive to one platform had a sequel that was exclusive to another platform. I'm not Titanfall sure... Titanfall was the closest I can think of, but that went but multi-platform that on the yeah. second. Yeah, exactly. It was a reverse. Yeah, I don't think it's ever reason. been that direction. Yeah, Actually, I, I lied. You know what it was? Left 4 Dead, the original, was multi-platform. Left 4 Dead 2 was exclusive to Xbox 360, I believe. That's possible. So, I, uh, the Insomniac, from my standpoint, I have been a huge Insomniac person since the beginning. Um, I don't know if I ever told you this, but Spyro games I grew up on and I really liked. And Insomniac made the Spyro games. I actually did buy the collection when it came out last year. Uh, replayed all except for the... I didn't finish the third one. Um, 
But that's just because it's got like skateboarding and weird stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, but I love those games. I love Ratchet and Clank, uh, especially the remaster or the re- remaster re- reimagining, is what yeah. we're calling them now. Yeah. Um, that came out a few years ago. Um, I said before my infinity for Sunset Overdrive that I just thought the mechanics were so cool. And Spider-Man being there, too, which it only makes sense with that being an exclusive for them to be an exclusive studio now. Um, We were talking about this in text, but it kind of makes me think that Xbox and PlayStation now are kind of thinking tit for tat. Um, So Xbox uh, gobbled up Double Fine, uh, which is a huge story-focused adventure uh, developer, and Sony's been kind of known for those types of games. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, they've been known, obviously, for single-player pl- narratives, but yep. specifically, a lot of times, adventure games are played on their platforms. And so, Sony does this, where they're like, let's get Insomniac into the fold, too. Yeah. Um, I get it, less games on platforms is not the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. I understand it from a company's perspective, though. You yeah. see Xbox... Uh, in the last two years, have mer- have acquired seven studios. Yep. Um, and granted, this is PlayStation's only one in Actually, eight. Year. Eight, okay. So yeah. they've only had one, though, in that eight-year cycle that they've acquired. Mm-hmm. But of the eight, and compared to the one, this is a pretty... If you put oh, yeah. those on a teeter-totter... If you put it on... It's a pretty even keel at the moment if you if you lump all of the studios together that have been acquired one to nine they're probably at least number two yeah maybe number one one. yeah maybe it's a huge get but it's yeah it's definitely a super super huge deal for sony specifically and the only criticism i will say about this is is it doesn't really expand their expertise i'll call it because Insomniac's mainly a single-player studio. They make single-player experiences. Obviously, Resistance was multiplayer and had multiplayer in it. Two was amazing. But, but uh, Insomniac lately has been a very single-player-oriented studio, and I feel like they're not expanding their um, expertise, whereas Microsoft has been acquiring a lot of uh, first-party studios that are single-player-focused, and they already have a lot of teams that are multiplayer focused. That's the only criticism I'd say, but I mean, in the end, as long as the games are good. I was going to say, the only rebuttal I would have in that whole um, argumentative piece about it would just be the fact that Sony, this generation now, could be completely different than the next gen, mm-hmm. but has definitely taken note when it came to Xbox 360's relationships with developers. So they've taken all those relationships and expand it on them so much, like Call of Duty, yeah. Fortnite. I mean, unfortunately, and this is where I think it was a gamble, but it made sense for Xbox to do it. They gambled on PUBG, PlayStation gambled on Fortnite, and Fortnite won out. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's the number one game in the world. Although it's it's gigantic on both. And actually, after PlayStation's, is, yeah. after PlayStation's um, partnership that they announced, they released a Fortnite console on Xbox, too. Yeah. With, uh, with Fortnite. But originally, that's kind of how yeah. people were thinking of yeah. it. So uh, I think it's it's only great because Xbox, Sony, and Nintendo all do this, regardless of the games that have been canceled or the games that have never shipped. Yep. Um, they give their studios time. Yep. I, I get it. I really wanted Scalebound. I really did. I thought that was going to be good. But that wasn't Xbox Studios developing. That was Platinum Games. And as we pretty much know at this point, Platinum has an A-team. And they have like a D team. Yep. That's about it. 
Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times you're going to get their D team stuff, but they will. I mean, PlayStation is notorious for telling Naughty Dog. When it's finished, you tell us, oh, yeah. and you'll come out. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think that's to, only going to be great news for Insomniac's longevity. I agree. And to be fair, both first party studio, both first party publishers have done a very good job of that as as of late. Like Halo Infinite is on a five year dev cycle, which every other Halo game, mainline Halo game, has had three years. So the fact that they're giving three four three five years to make that game, that is in of itself speaks, My speaks for itself. My guess is, at least for that, before we jump back into everything, is because they want to make sure that it's a two-hour cinematic sequence of them just literally desecrating Locke. They just want you to know that, that <laughs> Locke should not have oh. happened whatsoever. So they want to do everything they can to mangle. Honestly, them. <laughs> I, I I don't even think Locke will be in Halo Infinite, but that's another that's another day to talk about that. So kind of leaning back into your uh, your comment about uh, PlayStation getting a lot of marketing deals this generation, including Call of Duty. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare has gotten some new gameplay at Gamescom, and man, that looks that looks real cool. Two v two gameplay they showed off. And that looks super intense. Like just this—that's the first time I looked interested in a Call of Duty game. Yeah, honestly, that was—I yeah. was actually—he—he he just played it for me before we started this podcast. Yeah, and I was interested. I've never yes. said that about a Call of Duty game. It—it's just super intense. Like these smaller maps and two v two, and it's dark and gritty, and it just feels like a reboot. And I love that feeling. Like if they could do, if they can capture that for the campaign and for like the other multiplayer modes as well, that would be awesome because. What we saw looked really, really good. Uh, As far as the marketing partnerships, I will say this. This drives me absolutely insane when they do this. So obviously Activision had a partnership with Sony for Destiny and Call of Duty uh, at the end of this generation. At the start of this generation, Microsoft had Call of Duty, but then it ran out. Their marketing deal ran out. Only for Ghosts. Only for Ghosts, yes, because that was the end of their marketing partnership. But the thing that drives me absolutely insane is freaking exclusive alphas or exclusive betas or whatever. Destiny was notorious for this until now, obviously, Bungie has got Destiny back. Activision's no longer involved with Destiny. But Call of Duty Modern Warfare is getting an exclusive alpha this weekend for PS4. Why? Like, that? that's... And this isn't like we're not trying to be fanboys on one way or the other, but <laughs> why? What is the benefit to only putting this on one platform? So like, my guess, and again, this is just my educated guess on it. We might not even be that educated. Yeah, would be at this point, it is a well-known fact that all your most your your majority of your Call of Duty players are on the PS4. Yeah. Um, not. I don't even think it would. I would say just because of your exclusivity deal. Yeah. I would say it's also because of the simple fact that 100 million have been sold. Xbox, we all assume, is probably about half that. Yeah. Uh, could be more, but we don't know because they won't announce it. But it makes sense to stress test on the larger install base. See, but I don't think that has anything to do with it. Again, I just a guess. No, just yeah. a guess. Yeah. I. I totally get what you're saying. I just don't think it. I obviously with Destiny, it was a brand new uh, platform. PS4 and Xbox One were only out for a few months when that alpha came out, and it was exclusive to PS4. The alpha was, so 
That's the only thing I'll say. The marketing deals drive me insane. It's probably some sort of contractual thing when it comes yeah. to specifically, oh, no, specifically those two games are Activision based. Absolutely. And Sony has that contract now. So, and this is how you can, I guess, tell that we're not fanboying is because Xbox did the same thing during the 360 days. Yes. All the exclusive stuff came to them. Yes. And Sony just did the same thing and probably restructured the contract to make it better for them than Xbox. Yes. And then if it goes to Microsoft this next gen, yeah. it'll be even and, better for them. And I totally get that and I I don't mind the mar- marketing deals or anything and on on the Xbox side of things, it was that one month early access to DLC. That was their big push. The, uh, as far as I can recall, I don't remember any betas or alphas that were exclusive. I could be wrong, but I don't remember any that were exclusive. Well, and at they the also time. weren't so they weren't as prevalent as they are yeah. now. And, sorry, good. Sorry. Uh, and the other thing is, is Destiny when they they started with their DLC exclusive DLC stuff. That was a year long DLC that was exclusive, which is insanely too long. That's way too long, and that's why I freaking hate Activision. There's my I was hate gonna for say, the week. There's, there's I Daniels. absolutely hate. Did we the Activision. sign of the name? Yeah, because I had I went with shitless da- last week. Daniel's so hateless for the week. I, guess. I don't like I don't that know. name at well, all. I we'll, really don't like that. We'll, name we'll keep working on it. But Activision. <laughs> yeah. That's why I hate Activision. They fucking love money. I just curse. Damn it. <laughs> well, this is uh, a. <laughs> I just ruined that. All right, it's all right. Activision is We're gonna, abs- uh, we're gonna pause absolutely the show. no. We're not. I'm gonna pause the show. Activision because everyone is greedy. Thought- that I would be the first one to cuss, you know and I've been so tame. Uh, whatever. <laughs> All right. But well, yes, moving Co- on. COD has almost make me, it makes me want to try it out. Oh, all right. Um, next games are, um, so that's some big heavy hitters. We're going to kind of ta- sandwich them in like an Oreo. Um, next one is. <laughs> like, like an Oreo? Yeah, you got your. This show is derailed. I didn't derail it though. I was I was good, <laughs> man. <laughs> so, uh, Little Nightmares two got announced. Yeah. Um, I know you don't really have any experience with Little Nightmares, but uh, the first one, which I didn't actually play until it got on the Switch, it was a PS four and Xbox One game. Uh, it is very Limbo uh, Inside esque as far as like um, puzzle uh, type game where you're moving. Uh, in a certain direction to get there, but a very creepy one. Mm. Um, like these characters that like are chasing you, they're like giant and you're very small and they're very grotesque looking, like big, fat, ugly looking. Why do I feel like this is describing like a double fine game? You're not wrong in in the um, the enemies yeah. uh, look of it because they have big eyes and that stuff and you almost look like you're a Psychonauts character um, but you're just like in a raincoat uh, but it looks really cool I like the first one I bought on the Switch like I said um, so I'm excited to see that coming back into the fold cool yeah um, if you ever get a chance to check that out as an indie I would highly recommend that sure uh, and it was on sale during one of Nintendo's things for like eight bucks uh, next one is my reference to 9,000, because it's over 9,000. Still don't get it? It's a I very famous it. meme. I don't get it. All right. Anyways, Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot. You gotta explain it. What's, what? It's a very pop where Vegeta says, where he's like measuring Goku's power level, and he's like, it's over 9,000. It's like a meme in a gif everywhere. 
Okay, You've never get, seen that. Get back to the show. That's stupid. <laughs> At least I didn't cuss kidding. on the show. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> where we hashtag shots fire, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Hashtag. Um, so Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, we got to see a lot more gameplay at Gamescom. Uh, we saw when it got announced at E3, we got to see some story beats, side missions, uh, Goku flying around. Um, this time we got to see the infamous Cell Games fight between Gohan and uh, Cell. Uh, it looks really cool. Uh, in my defense, this is I, there's only two animes I've ever liked. Good. Dragon Ball Z and actually a very recent one is One Punch Man. No idea what that is. Um, it's a really funny show. Uh, so Dragon Ball Z Kakarot looks like it's following a lot of the uh, Dragon Ball Z storyline. Uh, from everything we can tell, it starts from the beginning uh, when Goku's an adult, uh, starts having kids and all this stuff. Um it's a action uh, RPG. Uh, I actually likened it to Daniel to Kingdom Hearts. So if you ever played any of those, it's got. It looks like it had a lot of those mechanics, but obviously in the Dragon Ball universe, so you can fly, you can shoot energy balls, that type of stuff that it does. Um, Dragon Ball, in my mind, when it comes to gaming, has made a big resurgence recently with Dragon Ball's uh, Fighter Z, mm-hmm. um, which was a very highly acclaimed. A fighting game that came out last year. Um, I generally buy like one fighting game a uh, console generation. Uh, normally, the last two it's been Marvel Ultimate Alliance or not Ultimate Alliance. Sorry, Marvel versus Capcom, and this Marvel versus Capcom Infinite that came out on this generation oh, yeah. was, did not, not look great. Yeah. So I actually went with Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and I really liked it. It was a very competent game. It looked exactly like the anime. No Mortal Kombat. No, oh. I don't find Mortal Kombat that enjoyable oh, i i like oh, t- i like i like classic 2d fighters um so it, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun to go through that story of dragon ball z as you playing different characters and they have shown off a different a bunch of different playable characters yeah um and my my hope is that this actually turns into some sort of rpg that's not just telling me a story but has really great mechanics because um, unfortunately during the PS2 games, some of those Dragon Ball games were kind of cool that you could kind of live that life finally um, as Goku or whoever, but it's still like the flying was never that good or even intuitive. So I hope to see that this continues on and this will look really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So the next one that we're going to talk about is a game that kind of looked interesting neither one of us have really seen a whole lot about this game Mm -hmm. before before the gamescom reveal um but the game's called the cycle um this game looks very interesting art style wise it kind of looks like a mesh between sea of thieves believe it or not and like overwatch it's kind of it kind of has like the feeling i was getting like a borderlands vibe but without the cell shading yeah, that, I mean that that could as be far too. as the character, the enemies and stuff. Now that you say that, like Borderlands and Overwatch, yeah. is kind of what I'm getting now. Like I just said, Sea of Thieves because those trees looked like mm. a little bit of Sea of Thieves, but yeah, I, I think like Borderlands mixed with um, Overwatch would be a better comparison, and it has a lot of the same things that Borderlands is known for, like the hit points and stuff like that. 
Um, so it definitely looks super interesting um, and maybe cool. something to keep your eye As on. As of right now, it's still only really announced for PC. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen anything where it said PS4 or Xbox. Definitely oh. not a Switch game. Well, then what were we talking about it for? <laughs> this isn't freaking PC, but... PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. This is PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo, Podcast PXN. Sorry. Good. Oh, I know you raised your voice, but I'm just proud of you for not cussing. Um, (laughs) but as we know these days, a lot of these alphas or betas eventually make it on its way to the consoles. So, uh, with the success of Apex and other free-to-play games, not saying that this is a free-to-play because we don't know just yet. We haven't looked too deep into it, just what we saw. Um, but it does look like something that would kind of be right up our alley. By the way, uh, Dark Crystal, the resistance, in case anybody was curious, comes out on the August 30th. So get jacked. God, we literally were watching trailers of Gamescom footage before this. And every single time we watched a freaking video, it had that trailer on the front of it. I'm so proud of you for saying freaking. Yeah, I know. I already blew this freaking episode. Oh, all right, so the next one we're going to talk about is Synced Off Planet. It's another kind of a, a game we hadn't really heard of that much before this, and uh, they got they showed off gameplay at Gamescom. And the funny thing is, when we saw this, we almost instantly likened it to The Division and uh, Days Gone. It's, it's, it was a mesh, yes, just a mesh it's, of it. And that sounds really insanely stupid, but that literally is. It looks like the gunplay and like the mechanics of the division, especially with the enemies, like they are basically bullet sponges, and the enemies are more like Days Gone, where it's like hordes of zombies running at you. So it's really interesting. It looked it looked kind of cool. I'm definitely uh, interested to see what else there is in the game. And I don't really know if it's like a online service-based game like The Division or if it's just... From what I could tell from the trailer, it is. Because it kept yeah. saying your team, yeah, other teams, and like they kept showing like different gamer tags and everything. So Yeah, definitely. My guess is it is. Now, I admittedly haven't played Days Gone mm-hmm. um, or Division, um, yeah. both of which does not do not kind of excite me. Days Gone, mostly because stuck in development hell mm-hmm. from what i was seeing it wasn't looking like something i wanted to in division two at that point i was not in online games yeah um so it looks interesting i'll see what develops my for myself yeah for sure um so i guess we'll jump into the next one so here. the next one actually if we did a gains we are playing and i might come back to this next week um but is surge two yeah uh so this got announced uh back in february that it was getting a sequel uh, but they just showed off a gameplay trailer at uh, Gamescom. This game actually comes out uh, in a month. It comes really? out. Really? I believe it's September. It's either 29th or 14th. I did not realize it was that soon. Yeah. Um, so The Surge is actually a PlayStation Plus game from last month uh, that I've actually had in my Amazon uh, wish list for a while. Really? Uh, you like Dark Souls. I like Dark Souls, uh, Soulsborne games. And it looked really cool. I like the mechanics. It's actually from the makers of uh, Lords of the Fallen which I don't know if you ever played oh, that. Yeah, I did um, not know that. Yeah. yeah, they're actually the ones who made this didn't game. Didn't they make a sequel to that as well? They did not. They didn't? Oh, no. Okay. Um, but it's they actually did announce a sequel for this, and I am about two and a half hours, almost three hours into Surge 1, uh, since I'm finally playing it, taking a break from Apex. Thank God it can finally happen. Um, so I actually am very excited for this, because I'm really liking the Surge so far. Uh, see, has a new developer. Yeah, that's weird. That th- so, I guess a completely different developer developed for Lords of Fallen Two. Yeah, gotcha. Um, Sorry. But 
the Surge 2 looks really cool. I really want to beat uh, Surge 1 beforehand. Gotcha. Um, so, and I'm, right now I'm kind of in a little bit of a level up grind uh, for a boss. But I love the already new mechanics that I haven't even experienced everything so far, but I can see all the additions they made in to it. One of which is uh, you have a drone now flying with you. A mm. big thing that I already did not like when I was starting to play the game, which is weird because Dark Souls does it. Right. But it had your health and your um, stamina uh, in the oh. top left-hand corner of the screen, and now it's going to be on the bottom. bottom. Uh, which I think Code Vein's doing the same thing with their Soulsborn. Yeah. Um, but Lords of the Fallen, I believe, actually did that than the first in their in their game, and I actually yeah. like that better because there's so many mechanics going on in that type of a game yeah. that you really need to make sure that you're centered on the actual the head of head of it. This is going to be a weird tangent, but I love games that like incorporate their UI into the actual game, like Dead Space, where your health is literally shown in your suit. Like oh, the, the the bar. Yeah, yeah, like I love that stuff. So Surge actually does a really cool job with some of that stuff. Yeah. So like you don't find weapons out and about. You actually by fighting enemies, you actually have to cut their limbs off to get their parts Ooh. to basically repair them. And then to actually be able to do that. Hmm. Um, so, like, right now, I just today finally unlocked a body piece because I could not... I kept cutting off a body, but it was always, like, severely broken to where I couldn't ever repair it. And I finally got one where I could. Um, but it just looks bigger and better. Um, kind of more, in a sense, when it comes to the Souls-like stuff. But it's something that I did not know of my excitement until I played these this first Surge game. And now that I have, I definitely want to finish this original and then check out the second one it could honestly at this point this is not a joke maybe take a place of something in my top five anticipated games just judging for how much i've liked it so far that's crazy yeah it's it's been really cool so far cool all right so uh the next one we're going to talk about is blair witch so this one was actually announced on microsoft stage i believe at e3 this year it was yep and uh, when this was first announced, I thought it was a freaking Outlast game. Like, I thought it was going to be Outlast 3. It did look and like it had a camcorder yeah, and everything like that. that. Yeah, whole opening sequence, I was like, oh, this is Outlast. I was excited because I liked the original Outlast a lot. I did not like the second. I did not either. Yeah. Yeah, but neither here nor there. <laughs> but uh, So I was super excited to see this, and then I, they revealed it was a Blair Witch game, and I'm like, what? Yeah, That's kind of... Who- Who's still interested in Blair Witch was my initial thought. Right. Like, where's that property really been since the right. late 90s? But it looks super cool, and it's uh, it definitely surprised a lot of people because a lot of people are like, wow, this looks like a cool horror experience. And it is launching day and date with Game Pass. and Another I believe huge win for Game Pass members. Yeah, and I believe it comes out at the end of this month. End of this month, correct. Yeah, yep. so... I mean, it's coming up very, very soon, so I'm very excited to check that out with Game Pass. So um, that's kind of, again, another great thing about Game Pass. You get new games that you don't, wouldn't necessarily buy otherwise, maybe. Like, I probably wouldn't have bought this if it wasn't in Game, ba- game Pass, but since it's in there, I will definitely I mean, right it. now, Game Pass is, like, if I was somebody that had an inkling to check out Game of the Year's, Besides Resident Evil 2, it has the two front runners, which is Devil May Cry 5 and uh, Outer Wilds. Yeah. Uh, which a lot of gaming outlets have said those are their front runners. Though some people do have Sekiro, but I haven't 
I barely played that, so I got to play more. Outer Wilds, not to be confused with the upcoming Outer Worlds Correct. from Obsidian, which I'm super freaking excited for. Yeah. So uh, next on our list is uh, Risk of Rain Two. So actually, my friend Chris is the one who told me to uh, check this out because he figured this would be right up my alley, and he's a hundred percent right. Um, so it is something that's been on Steam early access since last year. Yep. Uh, I remember IGN actually reviewed it, gave it a nine, just in early access. Um, it is coming to the Switch. Uh, I don't know if it's coming to the other platforms. I'm assuming, but yeah. I'll more than likely get that on either PS4 or the Switch. But it's looking really cool. Uh, we don't really, we're not really playing any gameplay video, but it gives me a lot of. Um, a combination of Diablo-esque loot uh, and that grind with uh, a housemark uh, gameplay, such as like Alienation or Dead Nation, uh, but just not that top-down perspective. Uh, so it looks really cool um, as far as like everything that's going on on the screen. Uh, at the same time, you're landing on a planet. It's it is a roguelike, so you are keep coming back with better gear when your character dies and all that stuff. Yeah. And you're learning from your mistakes, just like any of those roguelikes do. Um, but it looks like something that's going to be right up mine and Chris's alley to sink a bunch of hours in. I mean, so, uh, we just restarted Alien Nation again, and that ooh. game's like four years old. Yeah. Uh, and that was always a huge blast when we played that game. From so how smart. Yeah. That's... By the way, if there's a prediction that I could ever make, Housemark's the next studio that Sony's going to gobble. They have to. They're not already mm. first party? Nope. Oh. Um, the interesting thing is is how, uh, Risk of Rain 2 is only on PC yep. as of right now. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's it, still technically not out. Gotcha. It is still It's still in its alpha. alpha or beta. Yeah, I think um, it said coming in February is like their official yeah. beta or whatever. Yeah. But they said that the developers haven't really commented on consoles yet. I'm sure eventually it'll probably get ported over to consoles. No, um, that's what it was. It was announced for Switch. Was it? Yeah, that, that was the big thing on uh, the whole gamescom that is it was announced for oh, switch it does say it's early in development yeah on switch. yeah gotcha um so i actually have high hopes for all these things that are happening given the success of dead cells um dead cells as people know was an early access game on steam for a long time i heard that ign had a great review for that <laughs> let's not make an enemy of ign that wasn't I'm their just fault kidding. that wasn't their fault yeah what was his name uh, I, I can't remember either yeah he copy someone's yeah. review for that game but i mean i i'm hopeful that that continues same thing when it came to hollow knight as well like these early access games that are on steam um when they're about ready to come out and launch for good coming out on the switch or xbox or anything like that i think is really good for their brand because they've gotten all that experience on pc yeah and can now launch a game fully hopefully fix to those bugs yeah absolutely uh, so I'm gonna talk about Gears Five. I am super freaking excited for I'll Gears sit Five. Back and relax for this one. For yeah, you. <laughs> I mean you can go ahead. So the thing is, Gears Four had such a great story for me personally. Like I love the new characters, JD, Kate, uh, um, Dell. I loved all three of them. I thought they were really good characters. They really developed them well, and also they kept the traditional characters: Marcus, Cole, Baird. Those guys were still in there, and they were still awesome. Like, 
I remember playing spoiler spoiler alert if you haven't played Gears of War four. Well, don't spoil it. Well, it's we're three, three years, years away from that now. I don't if spoil you, Last of Us. If you haven't played Gears four now, by now, then I don't know what you're doing. Uh, are you gonna play it? No. Okay. At the end of Gears four, you take on these like giant robots, and Barrett and Cole show up at the very end, and they just show up in a huge way. It was super cool because you're like, oh, what? Barrett and Cole are in here because I did not expect them to be in it at all. Like I expected them to just basically be gone, and Marcus would be the only one from the original trilogy. But they were back, and also they've already shown gameplay of them in Gears five. So I'm very very excited to see like. Was this that the dynamic. first story trailer? This was the. No, this wasn't the first story trailer, but it was the first, like, uh, gameplay story trailer, okay. I guess you could call it. Because the one at E3 was sort of a story trailer. It was showing, like, Kate and her split personalities, like, like pulling out of herself. I don't know if you saw that or not, but it was a really weird trailer, and it kind of just showed, like, what As a Kate's cinematic, it through. looked really cool. Yeah. And the new uh, the new story trailer looks amazing, and all the things that are in it, like that snowmobile sled type thing, that looks awesome. And it showed like different environments, like snow and fire. So I kind of think they're gonna go for like more of an open world uh, type of experience for some of the levels where you're traversing different areas, like a Halo One type thing. Yes, okay. very similar to that. Like lo- still linear levels, exactly, but, but open. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm very excited for that as well. Um, they also announced Halo Reach characters coming to Gears. Yes! Emil and Kat from Halo Reach are going to be in Gears 5. But the, I know you think this is stupid, but the you cool thing... Ball was stupid, so it all yeah. works. The cool thing about this, though, is like in Horde mode, for instance, they showed them uh, in the gameplay for that, and they have special abilities... Every character has a special ability in the new Horde mode. So, like, one of the uh, Halo Reach characters has a bubble shield that they place down, and that's their ability. So, they have cool stuff like that that I thought was cool. And they, the Horde mode, the new Horde mode for Gears 5 looks awesome as well. Like, it keeps all the tower defense elements that they had in previous Hordes, where you can place barriers and turrets and all this stuff. And they also added new new things like uh, health indicators for all the enemies so you know exactly when an enemy is going to die so you're not like oh i wonder if this boss is about to kill me or if i'll be able to like stand a chance against them i think that was a really really cool addition as well so i am super excited for years five campaign and horde mode specifically um i've never been a huge uh gears multiplayer guy i played a little bit of gears five multiplayer um but I don't know if I was... Yeah, we there was that beta that uh, everyone participated in that... Oh, like two, two weekends ago yeah. or something like that, yeah. So, and it was fine. Don't get me wrong. I'm just not that target audience for that. But Horde mode and campaign, I'm super excited for. All right, so we're running late, even though we thought maybe we'd finish early, but we just got to talking. Uh, our last story of today, and then I promise, guys, we'll get you out, uh, is Borderlands 3. Um, so first off, I want to preface this by saying, I actually told Daniel before this, when he asked if I watched any of the gameplay, no, because I just wanted to come out because I've been waiting for this game forever. I don't want to see anything or any of that, but we still watched it. That way I could stay informed. You've been waiting for this game before it was even in existence. Yes. 
ever since. Honestly, I, I liked the pre-sequel, um, uh, but I still think 2 is better, especially 2's mm-hmm. DLC. Um, the uh, Tiny Tina Dungeon Keep uh, was just amazing. Did you play the newest DLC that they I added? I did. I downloaded it, did. but I didn't I didn't play it yet. Oh, I know gotcha. it's supposed to tie the story of yeah. Borderlands 3, or uh, tie into it. Yeah. But they showed off a bunch more guns, which I... Again, it's just like I know it's going to be insane. Yeah. The the their creativity is wild. It's exactly what I want. <laughs> I mean, they have a slide mechanic, which we did. Chris and I did go back into Borderlands Two, yeah. um, just to like kind of get refamiliar with everything. And we both tried to slide, and that has been a fantastic invention with all these new FPSs. Is just that ability to slide because your mobility is so limited when you can just jump and run yep um especially if you're in a firefight and you need to get out quick so that was cool to see yep um honestly it's shaping up to look uh so more expansive than i think i realized yeah as far as the different worlds um because you aren't just going to pandora you're going to other places um and cities inside of pandora itself it looks like too on the actual planet so I, I'm just cut down uh, the load times. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just super excited for this to finally come out next month. Yeah. I probably at that point will put my apex down. That'll be that's yeah. it's grave at that point because I don't know how I don't spend like a hundred plus hours in this like I did the last time. Yeah, Borderlands Three. I'm. I'm ashamed to say that I'm super excited for it because I can't stand Randy Pitchford, but we're not going to go there again. Uh, but no, Borderlands he at 2... at least never cussed on a podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How do you know? Border... <laughs> Borderlands 2 was such a good game, though. I agree with you there. Pre-sequel, it just never hit the same mark, in my opinion. It just never felt good. I, l- uh, I really liked the... Um, so, this will sound weird. Um, but the development of Handsome Jack, yeah, uh, like you get to see more why he became the way he was from yeah. Borderlands Two, and and in Borderlands Two, you just thought he was just a Crazy. funny prick the whole yeah. time, hmm. and you kind of get to see okay, he was always kind of funny, but he actually wasn't that bad of a guy until yeah. stuff happened in pre sequel. Yeah, so I mean, we're both very excited for that. I think I'll be getting Borderlands Three as well. Obviously, I'll be getting it on Xbox. You'll probably get it on PlayStation, but maybe cross platform cross. Crossplay might yeah. be a thing. Who it's, knows? it's not in Borderlands it's Three, not, but, but they may might, do it yeah. in the future. Yeah. So apparently, according to uh, uh, Fortnite, it's just a flip of the button. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, but <laughs> Fortnite apparently thinks that 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 just, that still blows my mind to this day. Before the whole cross-platform stuff, and they just said, "Oh yeah, we accidentally flipped the switch." Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, we know what you're doing. Like, we're not dumb, but. All right, guys, uh, that was it. That was the end of episode four of Podcast PXN. Uh, Appreciate you guys coming out for the live show on YouTube. Remember, you guys can always join us every Wednesday at 8 p.m. We are live on YouTube. Just search for Podcast PXN. You can find us at Podcast PXN on Twitter. Um, So I think that's it, guys. We appreciate you guys coming out, and we will see you guys next time. Deuces.